Welcome to Business with Beers, a podcast for business owners who want to scale their business to massively grow their income and contribution by investing in people, process, and technology. I am your host, Brian Beers. This week, we've got a great show with Travis Odom. Travis is a Moe's Southwest Grill franchisee that has grown from one location in 2009 to now 11 throughout Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Maryland. In this episode, Travis talks about putting it all on the line when they opened up their first location. Travis, his wife, and his two-year-old moved into his in-law's house and lived there for three years while they built up the business. You know, COVID had a huge impact on every restaurant, including Moe's. Travis talks about how they pivoted, offering pop-up events that would bring food into local neighborhoods and then donate a portion of those sales to a specific charity. This program has been so successful that it will probably become a permanent fixture for his company. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends, rate and review with your favorite part to help us reach more people. And if you'd like to learn more about the topics covered in this podcast, please check out brianbeers.com to sign up for my free weekly newsletter, delivering content directly to your inbox. Welcome to the show, Travis. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you having me today. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. You know, it wouldn't be business with beers if I didn't ask you, not COVID. We're at a bar. What's our, what are we drinking? What's your favorite beer or other? It's definitely not beer. Um, COVID got me to the whiskey side. So we're, okay. we're, we're, we're all in the whiskey. Uh, my favorite, uh, favorite right now is Angel's Envy on the Rocks. I mean, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty I'll keep it pretty simple there. It's, it's, it's really good. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I've had that one. I've, uh, I like Woodford Reserve Devil Oak. Mm-hmm. That Woodford one is. Reserve is really good. Um, little, little different. Um, uh, little, it's just different. It's just, but it's, yeah. it's really good. It's a lot. It's smoother. I used to drink Jack all the time, but then I've kind of, I've, I've, I've stepped up, up a few levels. Yeah, grown up a little bit. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah. Cool. So share your story. Who you are? Uh, what do you do? How'd you get here? Kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm very passionate about our brand. Um, I ate in my first Mo Southwest Grill back in 2003. Um, I worked for a company, Penske Truck Leasing. Uh, my boss came in one day and said, hey, let's go eat this thing called a home wrecker. And I'm like, sure, let's go. So we went, um, enjoyed it. I, I loved what it was about. The what, colors, what's, a home, the, what's a home wrecker? So our home wreckers are, are, are as our main signature item of our burrito. Uh, okay. So it's just a, it's a, it's a big ass burrito with guacamole, sour cream, rice, beans, cheese, uh, protein, um, and, and, and it'll fill you up. So we went and, and we enjoyed it. Um, fell in love with it. You know, we had a lot of playful names, uh, back then, uh, based off of, um, some older movies. Uh, you know, we used to have a super Kingpin quesadilla, you know, for the movie Kingpin and, um, Art Vandalay, which was, you know, Seinfeld and, or, uh, the movie Fletch. So, so just different fun names. We, we've kind of grown out of that a little bit because those movies and some of those references are pretty, pretty old now, but there are any um, new ones. Well, the newest one, well, not anymore. We kind of took the names away, uh, but the newest one that we had had was The Wrong Doug, uh, and that was from the movie The Hangover. So, but still, The Hangover movie is now, you know, 10 plus years old. So yeah, it's like, sure. okay, we kind of outgrow our audience a little bit. But um, but yeah, I, I, I really love the brand. I love what it stood for, the colors. Mose is an acronym that actually stands for Musicians, Outlaws, and Entertainers. It's actually hmm. not a person. So I, I just love the vibe of, of the restaurant and, you know, the, the liveliness and how, uh, how the people, you know, the interaction with the guests. So um, I continue to, you know, to patronize, you know, uh, to be a patron of, of Moe's um, in South Carolina, where I'm, you know, where I'm from. Um, and then so I just, you know, continued to go there. Uh, when my wife and I met, 
Um, I took her to Moe's for the first time and she didn't like it. And I was like, well, we need to, we need to kind of figure this one out if this, yeah. if this is going to last. So, but like most everybody, she found what she liked. She stayed in her lane and, and was able to, you know, to enjoy it. Um, we actually, um, in 2006, when we got married, I bought her a, you know, bought her a dog for her birthday and his name was Mo. Okay. Uh, and this is before we were franchisees. We were just, we were so, uh, we were a brand ambassador and, and we, I know it, being a part of the brand, we understand those customers now that they come in all the time. And, and most brands have that. We were just regulars. I mean, she would make me go to, um, a different Mo's cause she never wanted to go to the same Mo's cause she don't want people to recognize her. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of fun. Um, but then 2008 hit, um, you know, the, the financial crisis that was 2008, I was in sales. I was having a good year. Uh, I just, I just knew at that point in time in my life, this is not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. You know, I didn't want to have somebody dictate, you know, my success. Um, and just with the the way that the, the, that industry at the time, um, there was a lot of, a lot of issues with credit and money and things like that. So we had a little bit of cash and, um, we were like, you know, let I'm 28 going on 29. I wanted to, before I was 40, try to, you know, step out on my own. You know, I felt like if I did that, you know, um, I would, I would, uh, have plenty of time to, you know, fix anything that may have, may have been damaged. I had a customer tell me about the golden handcuffs at one point in time. Yeah. Uh, and, he, and he referenced the golden handcuffs by saying, you know, look, you, you start getting to a certain salary, certain, you know, you know, position within in your company, car start growing. And then your salary meets your, you know, your lifestyle. And so you can't go without that. And he's like, so when he started his business, he realized he was on that path, but he needed to make that jump and that change and that. And so I, I, I listened to that and I was like, okay, this is the time where if I jump now, I can still, you know, understand what my, my income level could be to be able to survive. Um, so we, you know, we, we, um, we were, I was in my late twenties and 28, 29. And, uh, my wife is from the Pennsylvania area. Uh, so we called her parents and said, you know, Hey, we have an idea, uh, but we're going to need your, we're going to need some assistance a little bit. And, and the assistance came the way of, um, living with them actually. So, so we moved, we packed all everything up, our two month old son. And, and in 2009, we moved up to, um, to Pennsylvania, um, and moved into the room my wife grew up in. So oh, wow. it was me, my, me, my wife, and my son, uh, our two dogs, their two dogs, and we all lived in one roof under one roof for three years while we got the business off the ground. Um, you know, and and they they're our business partners in the in, in our first uh, couple of restaurants, and so it's um that's how we got started. Uh, fell in love with it. Um, really enjoyed the atmosphere when we first got started, um, but it was challenging. It was very tough. It was a it's a lot different when you, when you own the business, um, versus, yeah. versus just working in the business. So and that's kind of how our story, how we got started. Yeah, that's, that's great. And, you know, you talk about the, the sacrifices, you know, you make as a business owner, especially you get started and the risk you take on and, you know, leaving a, a probably a well-paying job and, you know, going back and living with your in-laws and a small room. Right. And yeah, that was it's not, it's not all glory. Right. But but you take that risk cause you're seeing the bigger picture and you know mm -hmm. that, you know, that's the, that's the price you're, you're going to, kind of pay to, to kind of build it up. And, um, yeah, know. I think, I think most people real think that when you, when you start out a business, you know, uh, most business, I mean, every now and then, you, you know, you catch lightning in a bottle, but most businesses, people, you know, you, you don't, you don't start the way it's not as glamorous as you possibly think, you know, you have payroll, you gotta meet, you got, 
you know, you have people that are, that are counting on you every day. It's not, yeah. it's no longer just about yourself or, or your family. It's about the people that work for you and their families. And, um, yep. you know, th- th- those days that, those days that are hard to, to get moving, you, you have to motivate yourself to get going because other people rely on you. So, it, yep. but it's more rewarding than anything else that I can ever say I've ever done in my life. Yep. And, and where in Pennsylvania is that? So we're one? in the eastern portion of Pennsylvania. Um, Reading, PA is, okay. is where I live. Um, and then obviously, like you said in the intro, our stores are on the outside. Yep. So that was the, the first location in, in Reading. Um, Correct. Yep. And so Wyoming, how, long, yep, how long did you, um, until you opened your second one or grew into your second or third location? So three years? So, is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. So 2013, um, we, we opened our second location. Um, we had another location in there. I bought another location, but we, so we kind of re, um, transferred, I guess you would say, okay, we, sure. we negotiated out of a lease with the landlord and then we came closer, um, to Reading. And <clears throat> so we have one on the East side of town and one on the West side of town, essentially. Okay. So that was 20, that was 2013. The second 2013. one, mm-hmm. um, yeah. what were some of the challenges going from one to two? Was it any different? Was it twice the work? It, just where your time was, you know, you, you can't split yourself in half, you know, you needed to, you needed to figure that out. And and I learned really quickly that you had to have the right people. You know, when you had one location, you could be there every day. Yep. You could, you could have those, you could have that interaction. Um, I did have a general manager, but you know, it was still a lot of my influence on, on everything. Uh, when you go to two restaurants, um, that was a difficult, that was a challenge because you couldn't be there every day. Um, the good news is what we decided to do is we, we, my wife, my wife actually became, uh, the GM of one of the locations, my first location. So she, I say GM, GM franchising, she actually yeah. became, you know, ran that business by, why I took over the new one to start it up. So we both could, you know, I felt comfortable. She did a, you know, she did a really good job to be able to maintain, grow and do the things that need to be done. So, um, that's how we started her. That's how we did the second location. Okay. So you got two in 2013 and then where does it go from there? So, you know, we actually had a really good, uh, we had, you know, everything was great actually. Um, you know, my, my, had the right people. I started growing and having the, found the right two general managers to really run my locations. Um, and so for, you know, from 13 to, um, middle of 16, things were, you know, things were really good for two and a half year run. Um, you know, I was able to kind of really be that director of operations, mm-hmm. kind of, I, I didn't have to be in the stores every day because I had two really good general managers and I was able to work on the business instead of typically working, you know, working in the business. Sure. Yep. Um, so we grew, we grew, you know, grew ourselves, grew our people. Um, and then in 2016, my folks kind of got a little antsy. Uh, they were looking for upward mobility and, you know, I, I didn't want to, to crush that. And, and I, you know, at the time I felt like it was a good time for us to start looking at different, um, different avenues. So a couple of, a uh, couple of people, investors came to me and said, Hey, we want to invest, you know, let's go look, you know, let's go look at either another brand or let's look at other Mo's. So we started this whole process and we started looking and nothing really caught our eye. Um, except there's, um, there, there was a group of stores that, that I really was keen on that's in the Philadelphia market. Uh, but we just we couldn't get things to to work out. It just didn't work out. Um, so what I so what happened is is I had a, a conversation with that franchisee and I said, hey, look, you know, we may not can buy these locations from you, but maybe you know, what of us talk about maybe partnering together to 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 work on these locations and continue to build these locations. 
So after a little some discussion, we decided to do that. So we partnered together um, in late 16. So I think it was October of 16. So, um, so you know, at that point in time, we partnered together on, on, a, on a set of stores in the, in the Philadelphia market. Um, ended up unfortunately closing a few stores, but it just it was just the right thing to do to be able to grow the business. Um, you know, kind of take a step back to move forward. How many was that? That group. Um, so we we they there were four open at the time, and then we built one together. So there was a total of five, but we ended up closing um, three of them over time. Over time. So you approached the guy, you wanted to buy them. He didn't mm-hmm. want to sell them. So you said, hey, instead, partner well, up. It, yeah, yeah, it was, it was just an opportunity. Yeah, he, he wanted to sell, but we just it just it made more sense for us to 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 become um, become business partners. And and he's someone that um, that I'd known for a while. Um, and then it just just an opportunity for me to grow and learn from his experience. He's a he's a franchisee um, within the Wendy's uh, world, um, and they've been doing this for for quite some time. So he just had a wealth of knowledge and experience, and um, you know very much like a mentor, um, you know, or is a mentor. I shouldn't say much like one. He usually is. is. I mean, yeah. just, it was a, it was an opportunity for, you know, for uh, me to latch on to someone that had been part of this and can tell, can you to help me develop and grow. And, and uh, it, it's amazing that, that I look back that I thought I knew everything in 2016 when we started and yeah. now 2021, I knew nothing. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was, it, but it's been a, it's been a great partnership. It's been actually wonderful. Um, and so, and then March of 17, he had some, but then we had Delaware stores as well, three okay. Delaware stores. And we, and we, same we, partner, uh, same partner. Yep. And so then we partnered again on those because give ourselves some time to kind of acclimate ourselves to one another. Okay. Not only that, but just the, 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 the process of, of, you know, getting Taking into a couple of stores and then go from there. So, yeah. So, cause my, cause really what it was, is my folks came along with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had one guy, one general manager, um, that left those stores and kind of went and helped me go into the restaurants and, you know, really work on the restaurants and, and create that environment that, that we needed to, to grow. Um, and uh, so, so that was, that was kind of how we, we partnered together back, you know, in 2017. Okay. So then uh, what are some of the biggest things you think you've learned from that mentor? Well, we only have 45 minutes. Um, so, uh, you know, the biggest thing is, is, is the people aspect. Um, you know, some of the, some of the people stuff and the leadership skills that I've, that I've developed over the, over the years, uh, just listening. Um, you know, he, he was, he was never going to teach me how to roll a burrito or learn how to, you know, learn about Mo's. Um, you know, that, that was, that was my, that was my piece to the puzzle. Um, but just the overarching, how to, you know, from an organizational skill set, you know, growing your people, growing your business. He's a great, he was, he still is a great sounding board, you know, of, you know, Hey, from your experience, you know, ABCD, you know, what, what worked, what didn't work. And one of the things that I started learning and as we, as we continue to talk and even today is not necessarily to, to learn from his, his successes, but from some of his failures. And that's some of the things that we talk about, you know, constantly is like, this didn't work. So, we don't need to try that. that that's not something we, we know yep. this was a failing, you know, um, but just some of the, just some of the key, you know, key things that you, you know, he's been in the business for 50 years. So it's, it's, you, you can't replace experience. And, and that was one of the things that I've learned from him. Um, it's not always about, you know, what you think, you know, it's about what you've experienced in life. And, and, you know, as I've grown other leaders within our organization, it, it just continues to hold true. 
oh, uh, really quick, funny story. Um, when, when we sat down and we were looking at P&Ls and stuff and, and, and I said, um, I told him, I said, oh, this is going to be easy. He's like, just wait one second here. I mean, it, remember people were, have been trying, but what is easy to you may not be easy to others. And I'm like, you know, it really kind of resonated with me. So it, it was, it was one of my first things that I really hung on to and latched on to that, you know, we got to meet people where they are from a leadership standpoint. You can't expect everybody to be where you are and your knowledge and, and your, your background and work ethic and all that. Cause that's just not the case. So um, it doesn't mean that people don't want to try, but you know, it's, it's the, it's the idea of being, you know, creating and understanding what the best version of people can be. That's what we need to accept. It's not, if, if their best version is, you know, two steps below somebody else, that's okay. But as long as they're, they're coming every day and bringing their best version of themselves, then that's all you can ask from people. Um, yep. So it was, a, it was a, it was a, it was one of my first, you know, moments that, that you kind of like step back, but um, just a, just a wealth of knowledge that, that you just can't replace uh, from a book or, you know, anything else. Uh, I think that's a very, it, it, from a business perspective, if people don't have mentors and look to people that have been there before and done that and, and really lean in and listen to them and understand what, you know, their trials and tribulations, what they went through and try to learn from their failures, not necessarily their successes because, because times are different, right? You know, what, yep. what's going to work today may not have worked back, you know, 10, 20, 30 yep. years ago, but what happened 20, 10, 20, 30 years ago may not work today either, but failures truly, you know, nine times out of 10 kind of can stand the test of time. Yeah, that's great. And I, you know, I, I say something too, that's like, you know what, what got us here today won't get us to tomorrow. Right. right. And that we got to constantly, and, and similarly, like your future, like you're not the same person you are today that you were 10 years ago. You're not going to be the same person next in the next 10 right. years that you're today. And right. so it's that, that constant, uh, evolution and yeah, you know, learning from others and, um, your comment about, you know, I think uh, that you don't know, you know, it's easy to you, but it's not easy to them. And then really working then to, to educate too, to say, all right, where, how can I break this down? How can we make it easy to understand so that we can start to, you know, bridge the gap and, 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 you know, raise everybody up. So, right. Right. Um, but, but it's a challenge, right? Cause even then people have different learning skills and levels and bring different things to the table. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it really is. I mean, uh, one of the, you know, uh, one of the books that that he actually put me on to is, is One Minute Manager and Situational Leadership. Yep. Um, and, and it's a very easy, quick read, but it, 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 it's one of those books that, you know, kind of stand the test of time. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't change, you know, where where people are and they're learning, um, you know, the, the, the grid that it has in the book, you know, um, you know the eager learner. Um, that, that really is that first person I'm, I've got a job, I'm ready to go. Um, and then, and it kind of takes you all the way around, um, you know, you know, to the scale, you know, the scale of who's, you know, you're, you're trying to match your, your team to, to where they belong. So you can, so you can direct towards that. You know, some people need more, need more hands-on leadership and more directive, decisive uh, information versus someone that may know everything and is like one of your best of the best, but they just need some they need some attaboys and um, support. You know, where can I help you? Where can we lead? So, um, it's been a, it, it's been something that's been you know been very helpful for for our leadership over the last five years. 
Hey guys, Brian Beers here. In addition to being an entrepreneur, a podcast host, and a real estate investor, I work with a handful of clients as a strategic business coach. Success is 80% mindset and 20% mechanics. And as your coach, first, I focus on that 80% mindset. I help you get clarity on the vision that you want to create for your life and your business. We then set goals that align with creating that future. From there, it's all about having a laser focus and taking action on a daily basis. You know, I'm a friendly guy, but you're not hiring me to be your friend. You're hiring me to help turn decades into days by holding you accountable for doing what you say you're going to do. So if you're interested to learn more, go to brianbeers.com to book a coaching discovery call today. So let's talk about COVID. Um, obviously, restaurant business has been hugely affected. Um, what are some of the pivots you've made at, at Moe's to, to adapt and to, to grow or, you know, what's it look like? Yeah, so those first two weeks of COVID were were very, you know, it was tough. I mean, you know, especially for the restaurant industry in Pennsylvania and really everywhere, you know, no one knew what was going on. You know, the first thing to do was just shut everything down. You know, it became, you know, at one point it was, are we essential? Are we not essential? Well, we finally got to that point where, you know, we we were deemed essential, but no no dying in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where things really changed before the before COVID. 90% of our business was in the restaurant, not, you know, coming in the restaurant, sitting in the restaurant yep. or take out or whatever it may be. So, so 10% um, was like Grubhub or whatever delivery apps, take yeah, out catering, yeah. third party, whatever it may be. But 90% of it was, you know, walking yeah. in the restaurant, you know, you know, either on our app or whatnot, but still walking into the mm-hmm. restaurant. Well, when all this start, start started hitting, everybody's like, I can't even go in the restaurant. Well, that wasn't the case. So the biggest thing for us was to go, hey, we're still open. You can still walk through the line. You can still take things out. But it was re-educating our guests on how to do that. Mm-hmm. And that was the toughest thing. Because um, then, you know, people didn't, we still just didn't know enough about the virus. So that was that was tough. That was very tough. You know, we went, you went know, all in on curbside right away. We didn't have the curbside ability. We were able to create the curbside availability, you know, created signs in the parking lot, you know, call this number you know, we'll come run your, run your food out. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot of leaning into our friends and our family and, and social media in the very beginning it was like, Hey, we're open. We're here. Please pass it along. We're, we're here to help. We're here to help. You know, whatever we do, we're going to get to this together. It was a lot of sense of community, a lot of Facebook live with me, you know, just going on, just, you know, telling our folks, thank you, writing handwritten notes in our, in every single bag, telling the community how much we appreciate how much every single meal really meant. Um, you know, and then we had to, we had to unfortunately make some tough decisions. I mean, that, that was the, that was the hardest piece. Um, you know, I had to, I had to call every one of my managers and say, Hey, look, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be a roller coaster. Or, or do you want to be on this? Is this something that you want, you know, you're willing to go to war? If, if not, mm-hmm. I understand, but I'm, but this is going to be, this is going to be some, some, some tough times that we're going to go through but I will be better for it on the other end. So, you know, I was very fortunate and that I did not, I didn't lose any managers, district managers. We didn't, we didn't um, cut anybody's salary or anything. We just said, look, let's go to war. We'll do this together. We'll figure it out. Um, some of our hourly employees, you know, we were just not able to yeah, give, not the able to, uh, yeah. give them the hours. Um, so they were able to get unemployment. But the cool thing is when we started getting people back, they were right back in with us. They wanted to jump back in, but, but it was a lot of hours. Um, and then we got creative. Uh, we create, you know, a, a franchisee and another part of the uh, down south created these uh, meal kits, like taco kits, 
taco fajita kits to take home and build your own fajita kit, taco kit with kids and stuff that everybody was at home. So, um, so then, you know, somebody else took this idea and then said, okay, we're now we're going to go into a neighborhood with it, you know, and, and create a, a pop-up event. Um, and that event, you know, where you get all your neighbors to kind of pre-order and okay. instead of going to the restaurant, you come to someone's house, designated house to, to pick up these orders up. And it just kind of, kind of grew from there. So a couple of us really kind of started, you know, franchisees started really kind of, you know, trying to figure this whole thing out. Okay, let's try it. You know, so I was up for it and we tried it at my house for the first time and ended up getting 27 kits sold that one day. Um, so we found it as a, as an opportunity and a vertical to be able to really drive the business and just to continue to tell people we're here, you know, we were putting our, you know, putting our tent up, our big bright yellow tent and people were kind of like, what's going on, you know, cause yeah. it was still, but what we found is we found it actually to be an opportunity for a social event. Because again, at the time, nobody was doing, everybody thinks nobody was doing anything. So when we were doing these events, people were coming by and waving at each other and neighbors were seeing each other for the first time. And they were just, you know, you could see that sense of like, you know, our life is kind of trying to be some normalcy. So we felt like we were doing this. So we found an opportunity just to continue to grow and grow and grow uh, these pop-up events that came really local, really, you know, really social media oriented. Um, and then we just, you know, we kind of created a, uh, an opportunity. We were like, okay, we see this thing really, you know, adding some dollars back in the business and the restaurant that we didn't have ourselves started growing back. Um, and then the one thing that really stood out is the organizations, um, every, every restaurant, every, everybody really stopped fundraising, you know, all golf tournaments stopped, all these major things just stopped. We were like, well, you know what, we can still do this. I mean, we're, we're back to a point where I think we feel like we can, we can give some money back. So let's, let's see what happens. Um, because we, we felt bad. We felt like, you know, Hey, your organization's got, you still need money. Um, you know, we're blessed enough to be able to still be standing. So, so let's get back to the community. You'll see what we do. So we started this with the, d- doing the pop-ups with fundraisers versus kind of like a neighborhood now. So it's okay. kind of, it's kind of gone. It's switched. You should be, should be going to neighborhoods, friends of friends of friends, you know, doing yep. this for us for, you know, just because, now we're doing it with organizations and, and it has exploded. Um, you know, we, we served over 8,000 kits last year um, and, and from May until December, uh, well over 8,000 kits to the, to the communities. And has it grown like each month is growing further? Like it's an exponential Absolutely. growth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just it's doubled and it's doubled. And, you know, what our February, we just ended, fe- or we're not even through February, I should say. And we've already had more sales in February than we did in um, you know any time last year because of just the growth and the pace that we've gone. So including from, restaurant from this, and uh, your the pop ups or just no the just the pop the just pop up segment okay. yeah yeah but, you know we, our our two highest months was October November and, and February is now third okay. um, so that in in a cold month with all the snow we still get the third highest sales over the last twelve months in, in February so it's just it's continued to grow and. and feed our business. But the bigger thing is we're actually being able to give money back to the, you know, the organizations because everybody kind of just stopped fundraising. And there, or to, to be honest with you, there's not a lot of organizations still fundraising that we see. Um, you know, restaurants, I don't know if have gotten quite back to that level yeah. of understanding because they need that dine-in yeah. presence where we don't need this dine-in presence now. So uh, it's been pretty neat. It's been it's been really neat. So how do you find the the, the organization's 
that want to do the fundraising? So we have a team. Um, uh, we, we started with all the people that had fundraised with us in the past. That's how we really we went back to them and said, hey, we have this new idea. What do you think? And then it just kind of grew from there. Um, word of mouth has been great. Uh, my wife has done a great job with using social media um, to go in and kind of like post. She's you know, been allowed to go in and post in bigger groups. Um, you know, if, if it's a, a like a local town, like Littis, PA, you know, they have a group of 2000. You should get right, you know, access to, to go post and people see it and then just kind of it, it just it snowballs. It snowballs really quickly. And then once the pop up is done one time, people within that, you know, that first event mm-hmm. say, wait a minute, I have an organization. So they, they do it. They so it, do just, it, and, yeah. it just, it continues to grow. I mean, cause it's super simple for the organization. You know, a lot of people, um, especially in our industry is like, you know, bring your receipt, show your receipt, you know, you know this is how you got to mention something. We don't do that. It's very simple. It's send a link, send, you know, click order, whatever it is. We show up It's a 30 minute um, delivery time, essentially. They swing by, grab their kit, and they're gone. That's it. There's there's nothing really hmm. hard about it. And then we give back. Um, hey, make it make it easy. Dollars. Make it simple. Right. That's, That's it. The low barriers to entry. Convenient. Convenience. Yeah. Um, and it's cool because then it allows you to kind of expand with like outside of your radius of the restaurants. Right. Right. But, right. Like, Absolutely. Know. Absolutely. I mean, we we have. I mean, our largest event right now that they have every second month of the two, of, uh, second Tuesday of every month they do a Taco Tuesday event. Um, they're about 45 minutes away from one of, to our, to our closest restaurant. So we've created this whole new environment, um, which long-term it's going to be nice because there's no Mo's in that area. So it could be an opportunity for us to kind of put our foot, yep. start our footprint in that area to continue to grow into that area. So yeah, especially, especially uh, if you really see exciting about what, what we've done. Especially if you see there's demand in that market, right? You're doing your own market research. Um, and creating that prior. So that's, that's, I mean, it's a really, really smart idea. Are yeah. there other franchisees catching on to this or just unique? There's a few, there's a few, uh, myself and the franchisee out in Pittsburgh are really the ones that kind of, you know, we, we were kind of the leading, yeah. leading two franchisees. Um, it just takes some work. There's, there's some work to it. I mean, I have a whole dedicated team, you know, yeah. our, our catering business was such a huge part of our business and it's just, it's slowed down so much because of the restrictions within offices and things like that. So, I just took that team and switched it over kind of to this, this pop-up team and, and, and put a lot of focus on it. So, um, and my wife has done an amazing job when she leads that team and that, that team is just, they're killing it right now. So it's yeah. been, it's pretty, yeah, you got the logistics, you got to find the spot, mm-hmm. you got to get the fundraising out, you got to set it up, you got to yeah. make the food, get it there. Right. I mean, yeah. once someone's dedicated to this, it's yeah. not, it's not the easy add on, but obviously the rewards can be, pretty significant. Um, Absolutely. Should be 11 locations. I mean, you can have 11 of these a day, right? If mm-hmm. each store kind of launches one or Correct. more. So. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and we're, and, and we're just, we're getting ready for Cinco and about to uh, uh, Cinco de Mayo. And, oh, sure. and we're having a, a huge event uh, centered around the pop-ups where we're going to do a, a, some social media and kind of some fun competitiveness with organizations to try to like, you know, see who gets the most votes uh, to be able to, uh, to have that honor okay. to have Cinco, yeah. a pop-up yeah. on Cinco. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, really excited about that. I mean, again, this is something that you'd asked me last year if we would be doing. I had no, we're not doing that. But then it's just been it, it, it's been growing, but it's been it's it's twofold. It helps us and it helps organizations in the community. Yeah, because we're, we're, 
Yeah, and, we'll back. Yeah. And, and then people are coming back in the restaurants. I mean, we, we see the growth in our restaurants where we do the most pop-ups. Um, we're, we're finding new users that have never had Moe's before, you know, mom, dad that have never been to Moe's or grandpa, grandma, grandpa, or, you know, just in, anybody, you know, any family that's never been to Moe's, but they're supporting, you know, their local organization because they know that they need help. So it's been, it's been a win-win, I think, cool. for the organization and us. So it's been, it's been nice. That's great. Um, yeah. Yes. What's next for you? Is it new markets? Is it continuing your same stores and new brands? Is it pop-ups? So, so again, back in 2019, just recently, you know, uh, my, myself and my business partner, we partnered with another franchisee for the, for the, um, uh, the other four, it, it's his daughter. So it works well. We work, uh, the three of us work really, really well together. We kind of run everything as, as one. Um, we did that, uh, back in the beginning of 2019. So that's our, um, York, Lidditz, Lancaster, State College, uh, Pennsylvania markets, mm-hmm. and then and then Salisbury, Maryland. So uh, that was a that was our expansion about two years ago, um, and it's worked extremely well together. Because we all, you know, when you're when you're when you start becoming a partner with someone, you want to make sure they have, you know, the same mission, vision, values mm-hmm. kind of scenario. Yep. That that's, yep. that's really important. And the one thing that all three of us do very well is we all, you know, that value piece. We all value the same things. We also we all have the same, um, you know, pure core uh, values that we that we want to present not only to ourselves but to our teams. So uh, that was a really good um, partnership, and, it, and it's been it's been amazing. You know, we, we've all been able to kind of, you know, find our niche within within our, our organization now of what we do. You have clear um, roles, responsibilities. So everybody knows, right? right? Yeah, it, it's it's pretty. You know, yeah, I'm you know, I'm going to run the operations, the marketing. You know, really be the lead. You know, we mm-hmm. talk about it as a as a spear. You know, I'm the tip of the spear, and then yep. they're they're behind the scenes doing. You know, um, again, uh, one is the most experienced. You know, he's 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 our uh, administrator. You know, when we need when we have questions or whatever, we can we can we can talk to him, and, and then and then she's. Um, a very good sounding board for me. Uh, we, we we talk more people oriented uh, discussions, laboring, scheduling, things like that 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 make that make a lot of sense. So um, we all work very well together. You know, have our you know have our roles. Um, so that was our going back kind of back to the question in 2019. You know, that that was our first kind of uh, big expansion. And, mm. and yes, we, we want to expand. We want to look to acquire and or build other restaurants. But one of the things that we've learned is um, don't build or acquire just to do it. You know, yeah. just you have to make sure that, that it yep. makes sense. Um, and, and so as of today, there's nothing. I'm never going to say no. I mean, we definitely want to build and grow, but I'm sure it'd probably be 2022 before we really kind of take a look at anything. Yeah, you want to have, I mean, at least for us too, and you're probably the same, it's, it's about the quality, right? Not necessarily the quantity. Absolutely. Um, and, Absolutely. you know, sometimes you can make more money out of less like locations, you know, because, you know, all your fixed costs are covered and all your volume is, is a lot more profitable. Yeah, it's another thing that uh, um, that Jeff has taught me is, is um, you know, when we first talked about something, he's like owning 100% of everything and making nothing is it is not so great but maybe owning 10 percent of something that makes you a nice chunk of change is is just as good so i'm just like you got a point there so it doesn't necessarily mean you have to own own the whole thing (laughs) yep yep so So. great well that's you know that's great i mean self-growth you know growth of the inner stores um you know growing your people i mean all that's part of it too it's not just locations um so 
great. Any, uh, do you have a book recommendation? Anything you read it now or oh, minute, man. Minute, one um, minute manager so, earlier? Yeah. Um, so leadership one. and one minute manager, uh, is, is in situational leadership is a really good one. Um, you know, I, I, I look, I just got through reading the book green lights by Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Uh, it's, it's an autobiography, okay, but yeah. it has a lot of business principles in it. And, and just, it talks about, um, you know, the green light, red light, yellow light kind of situation. And if you apply that to business, you know, what a red light today actually may have been, you know, may turn into a green light later because of something that, you know, you stopped. And that was a great book. Um, Contagious is a really good marketing book uh, that I've read recently, actually several years ago, but I, but I love that book. It's something that I kind of go back to a lot. I've heard of that one. Do you know who it's by? Yeah. It's uh, Jonah Berger. Okay. It's sitting here on my shelf. It's an orange book. Um, it just, it talks about like, you know, what people have done to create, um, that, uh, how, how you and your wife felt about Moe's when you were 20 but, something right, years old, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, so, yeah, something, something unique to their business, fans, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so it talks about, um, you know, here local in our area, I don't know if you've ever been to Barkley prime or not, uh, mm-hmm. out in Philly, it's a great restaurant, but it talks about Barkley prime and, um, and how, you know, when they first opened Barclay Prime, it was it was just another steakhouse. It wasn't really anything different. Okay. But what they did to create to create the contagiousness of it or, or create that that environment is they put a hundred dollar cheesesteak on the menu because okay. cheesesteak is Philly, yeah. right? So they you know they created it with you know the Wagyu ribeye and Gutierrez cheese and you know this incredible bread and you get like a little half bottle of Dom Perignon. But what they did is they created this this environment for people to go see a hundred dollar cheesesteak on the, on the menu. And so it created this, you know, I got to go see it. And, but then they created more and more and more um, opportunity. And then there's a restaurant in, um, in New York that um, you can only, it's like six or seven table or tables in the whole restaurant, but you have to order through a phone booth. Hmm. Um, and, and so it's just really, yeah, it's, ex- so it's the experience, right? That's why people right. want to go out. It's, it's yeah, not only yeah. food, it's experience. So, yeah. and there's, there's other great things that they yeah. talk about. And it's not just about food. That's just, you know, kind of close to what yeah, it resonates. You know, what, what I, sure. what yeah, absolutely. But those are a few books. I mean, cool. I, I, that, that's one of my, my personal goals this year is to continue to read more because it's okay. just a, yeah, I've learned the only way you can get knowledge is through books reading and or people there's really nothing else <laughs> there's no other way so yep. it's um using both of those are really good resources fantastic um cool where can people connect with you uh email website social media sure absolutely you know so um you know mose.com uh, you know is, is just is uh is our website that we have um i challenge people to just, you know check us out if you've never been there uh but if you you know from my, me personally um my email address is travis o at burritos, the number two beach.com burritos to the beach, burritos to beach. The that idea is no, that's the idea is roll enough burritos to get to the beach one day. So there you go. That's great. So, uh, that, that every was, day. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, I'm at, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm just to Travis Odom. I mean, it's, it's yeah, we'll, we'll link them up. So, um, yeah, cool. Absolutely. Thanks for, uh, sharing some time today and your story and got some, uh, you know, cool path with partnerships and, and fundraising and, thinking outside the box and, you yeah. know, continuing to, um, you know, keep, keep driving it. So. Absolutely. All right, Brian. All right. We have a good one. I'll talk to you. Appreciate it. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode of business with beers. My goal with every episode is to help inspire you to reach new levels of success in your own business and life. So start taking action today. 
And in order to help this podcast reach more people, please rate, review, and share. To connect with me on Instagram and Twitter, check out the links in the show notes. And until next time, have a great day.